following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Inside this hour, Chris Ballas from thewolverine.com with an update on the latest connecting Michigan to the Big Ten. According to college football reporters, Michigan has supplied their response Big Ten may not act if they act at all until tomorrow, possibly Friday. Reports have Michigan lining up Bulldog attorneys. You have a former Big 12 commissioner, Stephen Hatchell, weighing in on the Big Ten versus Michigan. If this were happening in February or March relative to football, there wouldn't be the push. You just can't have a rush to judgment. Even Robert Griffin III, who you see and hear on college football broadcasts, Michigan should not be punished or banned from the college football playoff until the full investigation is complete and what they are found guilty of or guilty of warrants it. It's innocent until proven guilty. Stop trying to punish the players without verifying all the facts. Amen. Clayton Safey shared some comments from Dan Witzel, who's one of the bigger national columnists when it comes to college sports. How could anyone be the commissioner of a major conference and take this and say that? What did he say? A Big Ten administrator said that Tony Petiti told Michigan this is the worst scandal in Big Ten history, not including game-fixing, which it's clearly not. That's Pat Forty. Dan Wetzel, let me ask you something. Just how in the world could somebody think that? And it goes back to Wetzel. How could anyone be the commissioner of a major conference and take this and say that? So I guess Tony Petiti is saying... Without any investigation, without any facts being presented to him, without any connection of Harbaugh to Connor Stallions, he's calling it the worst thing ever. This is poor leadership. This is a guy new on the job who thinks he has the backing of, in which it seems that way, 
every other coach outside of Harbaugh in football, and every AD outside of Ward Manual. So Michigan's lining up the big dogs, the bulldogs, the lawyers. And if you're the Big Ten, as I've, I've said all week long, if you're going to line up and go after Harbaugh without due process, without any investigation, and you're going to use the sportsmanship side of this, your powers that can't be appealed per Big Ten bylaws, you're setting yourself up for a lawsuit from Harbaugh, University of Michigan. You're Tony Petiti, and you're standing your ground on what? Because if we're going to get into sportsmanship, it's been published, and the facts have been presented, connected to that spreadsheet with Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue prior to the Big Ten championship game last year. So I think that easily falls under your sportsmanship magic wand, Tony Petiti, as commissioner of the Big Ten. I've said it every day this week. The minute they asked Jim Harbaugh last week to not be a part of that conversation so the rest of the coaches could talk freely, Tony Petiti empowered the coaches to have power, the ADs to have power. And now he's walked it out on the plank and he's going to keep walking. Unless with the power of Michigan, with the facts that are there, with other schools that should be punished under his sportsmanship, Big Ten bylaw, that Tony Petiti will do the right thing tomorrow and say until the investigation has concluded by the NCAA, the Big Ten will not be instituting any punishment to Michigan or other member schools based on what seems to be questionable sportsmanship. I will deal with those issues when the NCAA investigation is complete. Because the irony here of Bill Self getting a lifetime contract at Kansas when Self and the program were busted on FBI wiretapes, that investigation took six years. Six years. Oh, yeah, I included LSU, Arizona basketball, FBI. Yeah, six years. Same Bill Self that, at least according to reports, was the higher bidder for Hunter Dickinson to leave Michigan and get a sweeter NIL deal at Kansas. Oh, yeah, NIL's legal, you'll say. Not pay to play, name, image, and likeness use. And I'm waiting to see anything connected to Hunter Dickinson on his name, image, and likeness that would warrant reportedly upwards of $400,000 to play there. But we're going to continue down this Harbaugh road on a cheeseburger on COVID-19 conversation. And we're going to roll it into no due process. And because the other coaches, which, by the way, three of the programs have been singled out as not following sportsmanship bylaws, that you're the Big Ten and you're still leaking to Pete Thamel and your puppy lapdogs, National College football insiders, that that has nothing to do with what we're looking at with Harbaugh. 
Well, you're not looking at hardball about sign stealing. You're not looking at hardball about illegal scouting. You're not looking at hardball on a lack of control over Connor Stallions if everything alleged with Connor is true. It has nothing to do with Connor Stallions and his HOA fight where a Michigan State fan was blamed. Or Blake Corum, who now has to hire an attorney because Connor Stallions signed up an LLC in Montana and included Corum's name. Not his signature, but his name. So now was Connor Stallions using the name of players to lock up business partners. The story will not end. But what's at hand right now is the Big Ten sending a notice to Michigan about wanting punishment for Jim Harbaugh. And since that notice was sent, three other schools have been identified. Purdue, Ohio State, and Rutgers. If sportsmanship is going to be questioned when there's no link yet from Harbaugh to Connor Stallions, no reported or published link, but there is a published Sports Illustrated story Lincoln, Purdue, Rutgers, and Ohio State, and you're going to drop the hammer on Harbaugh, Mr. Petiti, Big Ten Commissioner, and look the other way? Because I would think collusion of two schools trying to help Jeff Brom, which, by the way, it would be nice if someone would go to Jeff Brom at Louisville about this, and try and help him beat Michigan. Because Ryan Day didn't want the Wolverines to get another title. And by Michigan losing, maybe at the time it would help him with the college football playoff, which Ohio State didn't need the help. The only help they needed was a kicker not named Sam Shank. If you, Mr. Petiti, are going to define sportsmanship by going after a coach who has not been connected to any wrongdoing, but you have the facts in a Sports Illustrated published story verified by multiple sources with two different writers, the only facts published, and you're going to look the other way? Good luck, because Jim Harbaugh's lawyers, let alone University of Michigan lawyers, could bankrupt the Big Ten with the money they'll go after. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, our Michigan insider, We talked yesterday. I get done with the show. I'm going to take a deep breath, Chris. And then little do we know, here comes the Connor Stallions HOA story and then the Connor Stallions business deal dealings with Blake Corm's name on it. Corm said he just heard about it at practice or after practice yesterday. Uh, We get the Big Ten still uh, marching towards punishment on Harbaugh uh, today, at least from reports, don't expect anything until tomorrow, if not Friday, if they do anything. What's the latest you're hearing? Yeah, no progress today. Um, the whole Blake Corum, Connor Stallions thing is a non-starter, Bill. It's, uh, they weren't in business together. Nothing happened there. And it's people looking for stories and if they can just throw names out there and get clicks. 
then that's what they're going to do. It's irresponsible and it's ridiculous. So now they're going to drag this kid through the mud, um, who's one of the probably the, one of the more upstanding people I've ever covered at Michigan and Blake Corum. So it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So uh, yes, we are told, and we were told by our sources yesterday after I got off the phone with you that uh, Wednesday late at the earliest, and uh, probably Thursday. So uh, which we wrote last night and. Michigan is locked and loaded and ready to respond. Uh, we were told, we reported a couple of days ago that Michigan was ready to hire some of the biggest legal guns in the in the country to, to fight for them and do investigative reporting and everything else and, and do their investigating for them on, A, who might have gotten to got investigated them in the first place and who might be stealing their signs. And uh, like I said, it's opened a can of worms. They've gone to Williams and Connolly, a big firm out of Washington, D.C., and approached them. And uh, immediately after that, you saw a lot of people start backtracking about, man, do we really want to do this? I saw the former commissioner of the Big 12 saying, you know, maybe a due process is a good thing. And, and he's the head of the National Football Foundation, too, because, you know, you look at TCU, uh, apparently got their Michigan science last year from Ohio State. And now, as Dan Wetzel noted at Yahoo, you know, what's the distinction between having guys at games giving you signals down the road and what Connor Stallion said he did, he said, wouldn't you rather have the sheet of plays in front of you rather than having to disseminate, you know, grainy film of, uh, of sidelines? And he said some of the play sheets that Purdue was allegedly using were unbelievably detailed. And he said, that, so you tell me what the distinction is between have illegal insights, uh, on-site scouting there and what Connor Stallions did. He said in a court of law, there isn't any. So uh, Michigan is, seems determined to, to play this thing out in the court. I think not only against the Big Ten, but man, it certainly seems like they're setting up a battle with the NCAA too if it goes that far. And uh, they're, they're not playing around and they want to know uh, exactly how deep these other schools were involved as well in uh, and how hypocritical they might be in stealing their own signs. So, you know, this story is just beginning. Like I said, Bill, it's it's uh, not something I want to cover. It's not something I w- wish I were covering. But, you know, uh, there are going to be a lot more twists and turns here coming up. Uh, by the way, the segment is presented by Montana Vacuums by Connor Stallions. <laughs> What a joke. Who cares Can you believe if he's that? Vacuums, right? you know, you know, yeah. Think about the, it, it almost fits that he's a, a, a nothing against vacuum salesman. I'm not going to stereotype everybody, but the way he's using Coram's name on some official applications or documents, the way he, it, the more Connor Stallions and his backstory comes out, the more you can see that. There's no way Harbaugh knew any of this was going on. No way. Yes, it sure seems like that. And uh, we should have more on the Stallions and Central Michigan story tomorrow. We're putting the finishing touches on. Wait, what's that. going on there, Chris? Can you give me a little sneak peek? <laughs> you're just gonna have to. You're gonna have to read it. But uh, uh, yeah, he was. He was. I not have there. to read it. Uh, he was. I'll send it to you first. But he was not there. Um, he was there for one purpose only, and we'll discuss that tomorrow in, in the article. But um, yeah. Uh, one yeah. purpose only. I can. Can I guess? Can I play the Wolverine dot no, com guess game? Let's not go there. Let's just wait and, and okay. you get, and you can read it. But it's going to be. It, it'll be fascinating, and, and that's not the only angle being pursued here. Uh, there are so many, and so many of our colleagues are working on other stories. Uh, you know about the PI firms and and making trips to empty buildings that were supposed to house investigators, and it's just it's it's cloak and dagger type crap. That uh, again, I told you when this started, this is going to be like a thirty for thirty someday. I really think it could be a movie, maybe an E sixty or whatever, because it's absolutely fascinating. 
fascinating. But uh, I don't think the Big Ten is happy that the that Michigan hired the as hiring these firms, and uh, and to that to that I think Michigan would reply too bad because you've got. Uh, You've got other schools in this conference that are coming after us, and really for one reason only, you know, uh, and that's because they're winning at a high level, and you can just call it cheating or whatever, and, you know, you're on-site scouting, and, you know, it's a rule. Again, to say it's the, the biggest scandal in the history of the Big Ten is one of the most idiotic things I've ever heard, and uh, and they think so too, and so do more national writers now around the country. So I think Tony Petiti kind of caved into the – to the other league coaches, Michigan doesn't like it, and uh, they want due process, and they're going to fight until they get it. Now look at the Matt Rule using it, you know, deflect from the fact that you blew a an, an easy W on your schedule at Michigan State. You're going to bring up, oh, yeah, you know, it's not a bad season outside of the game. We were scouted, really? Yeah, uh, sure, okay, got that. Here's something interesting from uh, Dan Wetzel in his article, which, by the way, his lead-in, said Michigan and Purdue broke the exact same rule. They used advanced scouting to steal a future opponent's signals. Why does the NCAA and Big Ten only care about one of them? And he goes on to say this. Listen to this. Which would you rather have? Raw cell phone footage that still needs to be broken down or highly experienced coaches just handing over their work? Everyone would choose the Purdue option. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And doesn't that sound unscrupulous? You know, you've got, okay, well, we don't want them to win, so we'll steal their signs. Who knows how they stole them? They said, oh, we decoded it. They've got guys saying, oh, we decoded it, you know, instead of stealing it. Michigan doesn't know that. Nobody knows that. But they're going to find out. I can promise you that. And they've got people working on it. How'd they decode it? That. Did they go to stadiums? We don't know. How'd they right, decode it? Right. How, how'd they, how'd they right do that? On. You know what? And, and Wetzel said something else that was the headline on uh, the lead on his Yahoo.com story uh their you know footnotes either everyone's guilty or no one is that's a message to the big 10 and tony petiti tony petiti you 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 come at hardball tomorrow or friday and you you try and wait until friday so they can't get a court injunction and you look like the big bad powerful commissioner you'll be out of a job before the start of next football season. Mark it down. It sure seems like it, right? And if you look at what's going on, at, like we've said at other universities, do they really want investigators sniffing around? Do all these programs want investigators sniffing around their programs? And Because I can tell you that's exactly where we're headed, just like we talked about in the SEC several years ago with Alabama and Auburn and Tennessee. Do you think that if if guys were sniffing around other programs, football factories, that they wouldn't find things that were a hundred times worse than stealing signs and, and having a guy in the stands filming sidelines, like probably 15 fans are for any program on a given Saturday. And yeah, it was wrong for Michigan to do it for counter stallions to organize it a hundred percent. And I've said that he's been fired. Uh, there has been no proven link to Jim Harbaugh. Should he have known about it? Many believe so. Uh, and I think that's a legitimate argument. At the same time, is it a, is it a fireable offense? Is it is it okay to suspend him for the year? Is it the worst scandal in the history of the Big Ten? That's absolutely asinine. People need to slow the roll here and stop the insanity. And the insanity is defined by hypocrisy, as I mentioned in my opening huge yes. opinion, Chris. That on an, on yesterday's headlines, as we're going back and forth on the end of the world with Harbaugh. Kansas gave a lifetime contract to Bill Self. And by the way, Bill Self was only suspended for four games amid an FBI investigation in the college basketball corruption. So Self yep. and his top assistant 
Curious Townsend uh, suspended first four games of the season. Uh, this is a story that rolls back to last year, okay? Uh, and you're thinking for FBI wiretaps and, and a six-year, by the time it was done, a six-year investigation. But this Harbaugh story uh, and everybody at ESPN, because they don't carry the Big Ten anymore, they're talking about he should be banished and suspended indefinitely until the investigation is over. Did the NCAA or Kansas or the Big 12 and maybe even the Pac-12, and I'll even go to the SEC with LSU, all caught on these wiretaps for college basketball corruption, were they suspended indefinitely until the investigation was complete? No, and I don't think they were punished after the fact either, with the exception of Oklahoma State, who took the fall for all of them, and they're pissed. (laughs) So uh, you should talk to some of your sources down in in Oklahoma still about that, Bill, because they're like, how the hell did this happen? Because as they say, you know, if Alabama does something wrong, then you you know damn well tomorrow that Colorado State or Hawaii or somebody's going to get punished. So uh, the whole thing's a sham. And, uh, and again, uh, I am not condoning or excusing. If, if they broke rules, uh, they need to be punished accordingly. And as Doug Karsh, the, the play-by-play voice of Michigan football, says, we just want the same treatment as everybody else, right? Amen. So if they get the same treatment as everybody else, then, hey, the Jim Harbaugh three-game suspension is probably more uh, if you look at the length of the season, uh, more damaging than Bill Self's four-game suspension over the course of a 35-game season, right? So, hey, let's call it even and move on. Yeah, by the way, uh, Kansas was among the schools named in the corruption case with the apparel company Adidas, uh, Arizona, LSU, Louisville, and NC State. But uh, Jim Harbaugh gets the headlines, and everybody at ESPN must have had a memo. where We got a call for the... He banned him. Oh, my God, Pat McAfee. They don't deserve a playoff spot. Oh, my God, Greg Greg Doyle. He's not an ESPN guy, Indy Star columnist. Whatever way the wind's blowing. Oh, J.J. McCarthy, I'm a Heisman voter. We need to punish him. Really? What, what, what has Harbaugh done right now? What has been proven? Don't you think through three weeks of this soap opera and everybody digging, if there was something connecting Harbaugh to Stallions, which Ross Dellinger said the NCAA source told him there's nothing at this time connecting Harbaugh to Stallions. So again, this investigation is not complete. Even what's been alleged towards Connor Stallions hasn't been validated, even though he looks guilty. And yet you're the Big Ten, and because your coaches didn't want Harbaugh on a conference call or the ADs or some presidents are upset, uh, you're going to go after Harbaugh? Unprecedented move? And you're going to use a sportsmanship bylaw, but you're not going to address what was published by Sports Illustrated in regards to Ohio State and Rutgers giving Jeff Brom and Purdue detailed play calling notes, hoping it would help Purdue against Michigan in last year's Big Ten championship game. Where has it been proven with Connor Stallions, Harbaugh, or anybody connected to Michigan football where they have tried to help another Big Ten school beat another school. Yeah, and that seems more unscrupulous to me than anything, right? They, they, they're thinking about a potential playoff spot, Ohio State is, so they're trying to, to help Purdue beat Michigan uh, to help them. Uh, it's absurd, and uh, where's the outrage there, right? If there's anything that – 
cries poor sportsmanship, it would be that, in my opinion, as well. So uh, lots of things to still consider. Uh, and again, as I've said from the very beginning, let's see where the evidence leads and what else comes out. Uh, we can certainly change opinions based on what any more stuff that we get. But uh, all we're asking and all they're asking, I think, is due process. And I don't think that's too much to ask, Bill. Yeah, uh, RG3 said the same thing. Uh, yeah. Due process. I, I shared that tweet, the college football uh, NFL announcer. I, I shared that. That's all. Yeah, I've said it from day one of this. If Harbaugh knew, it's who knew what and when and who did what and when. That, that's really this case in a simple yep. nutshell. And, and because NCAA rules say that Harbaugh will be punished because he's in charge of Connor Stallions, who's on his staff, then yep. Harbaugh will pay the price. Okay, and by the way, even this witch hunt from the Big Ten, the suspension indefinitely, he can't do it. He has, by the Big Ten rules, up to a two-game suspension with no appeal. That's it. So, But what you hear is this indefinite suspension. The college football playoff committee uh, repeated again this week that that they have nothing to do with this, and they're not going to punish Michigan. But people are still out there, Pat McAfee, College, I hope Michigan doesn't allow college game day to come to the big house. That would be the ultimate up yours to ESPN. Yeah, you know, they got to push back, and they are pushing back. And like I wrote in my column today, this is not your father's Michigan. You know, in the past, they'd say, oh, no, this is, you know, we're scandal. We're so sorry. This is scandalous, so on and so forth. And um, it's sensationalist journalism, right? And, and we've seen it all over the place. It's, you know, it's a bad day when you're one of the few – you cover Michigan, right, for the for a site called TheWolverine.com, and you're saying, no, we're not saying everything is good here. We're just saying, let's uh, wait and see all the facts here and look at both sides. And uh, to me, it's it's been shameful how this has been covered, and I think a lot of people would agree with it. Pathetic. I know Dan Wetzel would. And uh, it's been, uh, you know, everybody talks about witch hunt. It's almost like a smear campaign, like a coordinated smear campaign. You start throwing Blake Corum's name into it because you find his name on a document that you have you don't have any idea what it means. Uh, when it when it's on there with Connor Stallions, but you're going to throw his name out there like, "Ooh, this must be nefarious. Let's drag him through the mud." Uh, it's an absolute disgrace. By the way, you mentioned Dan Wetzel, one of the few, him and McMurphy, I think it is, uh, who have been really, you know, not agenda driven in their reporting. This is a comment from uh, Wetzel in his story that I shared at the huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook at Michigan. Connor stallions allegedly ran a smash and grab sign stealing operation. Ohio state Rutgers and Purdue. Meanwhile, were reportedly operating the equivalent of a criminal conspiracy. It was pure white collar stuff. In the end, they both stole or participated in the stealing of the same thing. Information on opponents play signals in an effort to secure an advantage. It's just that one was a ski mask bank robbery. The other was an inside job cleanly wiring the money to the Caribbean. There you go. And the funny part is, and the funny part is, Bill, so if that's what's alleged is true, then Rutgers gave Ohio State Michigan signs and Michigan beat them by 22 points at their place anyway. So not only did they say that they didn't have Michigan signs or, or they didn't have that they changed their signs for Michigan, but it appears like they had Michigan signs, allegedly, and they still got their asses kicked at home. So that's kind of the funniest part of all of this. Oh, that's why listening to Matt Rule in Nebraska, well, we had one game we were scouted, really? Uh, You know, Matt, can you show me me the tickets? Can you show me the photos? 
Can you show me who was there? Can you give me a name? No, you're another sellout coach who's on the hot seat because you got a mediocre program. You got Ryan Walters in over his head at Purdue. That was obvious. Uh, they can wear Apple watches where their coach is in the booth, but you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, you know what? One thing the NCAA could do, and I'm surprised they haven't instituted immediately right now, that they would allow the same equipment used for the NFL that the coaches would be allowed to talk to one offensive player, usually the quarterback, and the defensive signal caller right now. Apple tablets, uh, Microsoft tablets, whatever would be allowed on the sidelines. I think they're going to do it for the college football playoff and bowl games. Why not do it immediately? These teams could get the helmets and be ready to go by Saturday. You could have an emergency yeah. rule added. That There you go. Yeah, and I, I just don't know how if it's uh, feasible, you know, to get all the equipment to everybody and uh, get them to learn how to use it and all that. It seems like an off-season thing to me, but I think it's coming. I don't think there's any question about it because, yeah. as Wetzel also said three weeks ago, nobody gave a damn about any of this. But all of a sudden, because you have uh, some guy who's hurt, got hurt feelings, you know, running a private investigator at Michigan and trying to find out everything about this story, and the biggest thing you find is sign stealing, and now it's the biggest story in college football. So, uh, and again, I, I do think uh, that Connor Stallions, what he did, it is against rules, and and uh, there's no question, if especially if he's on site, but. Uh, let the punishment fit, hit, fit the crime here. And again, uh, we're talking about something that goes on at the beginning of the story. Everybody was talking about it. 85 to 90 percent of the schools. Some just were doing it better than others. And some were doing it a little bit sneakier than others, I guess you would say. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com, the Michigan insider joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. We'll see where this story takes us this afternoon, tomorrow, Friday. And by the way, Noon Saturday, Michigan at Penn State. Chris, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you, Bill. All right, Chris Ballas, check it in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. You want to join in on our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day. What's going to happen to Harbaugh, if anything does? That's presented by Coppercraft Distillery. You can join us live at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's a Black Friday free fall every week in November. Each week, nab the best deal around with drawings from 3 to 11 p.m. Every hour, four lucky players will win up to $1,000 premium play. Don't miss a moment of the excitement. It's Black Friday free fall. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls high school sports MHSAA.com 
TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Save on Thanksgiving with one stop at Meyer. I see freshness. Get a Meyer Grade A frozen turkey, 59 cents per pound, limit one, and stuffing green beans and tasty pies. I smell savings. Plus, get a $10 coupon when you spend $100 or more this week in store. Printed at checkout, redeemed through November 18th. It gives me great joy. <sighs> Deal so good, you gotta celebrate. Get Thanksgiving in one stop and start holiday shopping at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. A busy week. Wow, just flying by. David Gregory, who's an attorney by trade and an NFL PA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports. He's based on the west side of the state. He'll join us. A legal perspective on what Michigan's law firm they brought in is setting up to fight the Big Ten. What legally the Big Ten could do. What Harbaugh could do individually in suing the Big Ten. The NCAA legal process. So David Gregory, NFLPA certified sports agent, lawyer by trade with Bull Rush Sports Management. He'll be in studio in about 25 minutes. Superfly, he's a Michigan State fan. He's not as cocky as he was last week about Harbaugh going down. Michigan is set to fight pre-punishment unlike any school I've ever seen. You're the Big Ten. I'll say it a million times. Tony Petiti, you got to hear people out when you're the commissioner. You should have heard the coaches out. You should have heard the ADs out. And then you would have told both sides, look, I'm going to wait until the NCAA investigation comes out, and then I'll act accordingly per the Big Ten bylaws. Instead, he goes on this mission against Harbaugh, and along the way, Sports Illustrated puts out the story that Ohio State and Rutgers, and that would be Ryan Day and Greg Schiano, gave Jeff Brom at Purdue, I'm talking an extensive set of everything Michigan did. 
So you ask yourself, how'd they get that? They being Shiano and Ryan Day at Ohio State. B, you ask yourself, if they knew the signals, Michigan might have scored 150 on them in Columbus. <laughs> and then Greg Schiano in such a classic hypocrite's response said today the head coach of the Rutgers football program, quite frankly, I'm a little bit ticked off that we have to talk about this. When he had no issue talking on the conference call with Tony Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner. Now he's ticked off. As I said, in a poignant way, as I do at times, I posted this screenshot on Twitter and I said, but not ticked on... Ticked off enough to rail Harbaugh on the conference call with the Big Ten. Greg Schiano's a phony. Ryan Day's a phony. Phony baloney. You don't hear that anymore. It's 2023. Oh, we don't want Jim on the conference call. We want to speak freely. First off, you're the Big Ten commissioner. You allowed that to happen. You allowed the mob to be empowered right there. So even it seems the Big Ten and Tony Petiti thought they had the gotcha moment with Jim Harbaugh, but since, since that announcement of punishment forthcoming from the Big Ten, we've heard Ross Dellinger report that the NCAA sources said they cannot connect Harbaugh to anything involving Connor Stallions. That was on Monday. Then we get the Purdue, Ohio State, Rutgers tag team with their coaches on Michigan, which violates the sportsmanship policy even more than what Michigan has alleged to have done, and that would be Connor Stallions, not Michigan. Well, he's on Harbaugh's staff. He had to know. Really? You think he knew he was selling vacuums or taking on the HOA and a Michigan State fan, as was reported last night? Big Ten has no authority to do this. I, I get the vaguely worded sportsmanship could be given to any coach who yells at an official, who gets a T. I really hope the Big Ten is that stupid to try and punish Harbaugh tomorrow or Friday. My guess would be Friday so they could avoid the court injunction and have him sit out where then Petiti looks like, hey, man, I had him sit out. And then on Monday, the Big Ten says that one game was enough until the NCAA investigation is over. Yeah. The hypocrisy. And the seedy, ugly, dark side of Greg Schiano at Rutgers, Ryan Day at Ohio State, and even Jeff Brom at Purdue, who easily could have said, I don't want it. Yeah, Brom left his team hanging, went to Louisville in a hurry. Our Honolulu Blue, which is presented by Coppercraft Distillery, huge question of the day. With all the new news you've heard, do you think the Big Ten will do anything to Harbaugh? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843.
That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my friends at Urban U. They're Michigan's best med spa. Now they have multiple locations in the Grand Rapids metro area, and you'll find an Urban U location in Northville on the east side of the state. And this is a message for any guy listening right now. How often do you think about your skin health care? Well, Urban U has multiple options that could help you immediately. Whether you work out a lot, you run, your job requires a lot of sweating, you need to think about your skin health care, and Urban U can help you, hydrofacials, and so much more, or even your kids. Think about that. If your son, your daughter's playing a lot of sports and they're having trouble with their skin health care, Urban U has options that can help today. Just go to theurbanu.com to find out more. Locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and on the east side of the state in Northville. Go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Wednesdays are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow the high school football playoffs in all sports 24-7 at MHSAA.TV. I did see Nicole Auerbach tweeted out that 11 members of the Michigan House of Representatives have sent a formal letter to Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti calling for due process and not a rush to judgment. That is from our state capital in East Lansing. I'll read that letter after the top of the hour. You can see it. It's up right now. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. 
on Facebook. Not only can Petiti not do anything now, but I think the guy's done as commissioner. I think the way he's handling this and how bad it is nationally for the Big Ten that they may need to look at the wording in his contract on how he could be removed. That, that's where it's at with Petiti right now. And we're sorry Greg Schiano is ticked off that he has to talk about a report Lincoln Rutgers and Ohio State with Purdue. We're, we're so, oh, oh, Greggy, I'm sorry. You ticked off, really? Were you ticked off when you were railing Harbaugh with the Big Ten commissioner last week and the fellow coaches asked Jim to leave so you could talk freely? That's how they sound in Jersey right now. Can we talk freely? Can we talk? Talk? Now, if you miss any of my huge opinions on everything, including the Harbaugh situation, our interviews, our hours, our full shows, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live, hour number two on the only syndicated afternoon statewide sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. I was telling him, I'm not sure, because Thanksgiving is coming fast at us. If I have my kids or don't have my kids, I'll have to check. And he goes, well, would you like to come celebrate Thanksgiving at the Hayes Farm? And I said, could you forward me or have your mom text me a proposed menu? He looked at me like, that's rude. This fall is just flying by. Between the Mel Tucker story and this with Harbaugh, which twists and turns every couple of hours. The national media seems to be pivoting away from the Harbaugh witch hunt. All reports are saying that the NCAA won't act. Well, they're not going to act for a while. The Big Ten won't act today. Possibly tomorrow. Maybe Friday, because then you want a court injunction. But they're probably... Michigan's ready. And I think emergency-wise, I think sometimes judges will come in and sign things on an emergency basis. It's just ugly for the Big Ten. And Tony Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner, already the worst Big Ten commissioner ever. Ever. Warren didn't handle COVID well. And I think it's part of the reason why he got pushed out after they got their TV deal done. Petiti's a TV guy. 
Michigan, Ohio State, your two biggest properties right now are involved in a daily, if not hourly, updated soap opera connected to sign stealing or illegal scouting. Your two biggest TV draws, Tony Petiti. Two biggest TV draws. You got Purdue involved. You got Rutgers, Shiano. Oh, I'm ticked off. I have to talk about it. Hey, Greg, what about railing on Harbaugh with the commish a week ago? The hypocrites and the way they can just flip with the wind. Shiano is a dog. Ryan Day is a dog. Purdue and Brown are dogs. If Harbaugh knew of what Connor Stallions did, then he's a dog. But the more this story comes to life about Connor Stallions, this guy is a Netflix 14-part series already in the making. Vacuum salesman, LLCs, and... Montana tried to connect Blake Corum. Maybe he just threw out names to get investors that, hey, you know what? I'm a Michigan coach. I'm connected. Blake Corum denied it, had to grab an attorney. People now are digging on Connor Stallions. He had an HOA, Homeowners Association beef, and he blamed it on a Michigan State fan. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's almost like I want to watch the Kardashians and say, that's normal. We do have our Honolulu Blue, which is a blue raspberry lemonade vodka drink to honor the Honolulu Blue and silver. It's served up by Coppercraft Distillery. It's available local bars, restaurants, pubs, and stores all across Michigan for those 21 and up. Question of the day. Will the Big Ten do anything? I'm asking you. I don't think they are. I think they're going to back off. If not, it's, it is the end of the Big Ten. It, will, it could blow up the conference. It's crazy. What if Michigan went and told the SEC, we want to join your conference? <laughs> I bet Paul Feinbaum would like that. So you can answer that huge question of the day, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line, at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. I think Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, another one of our Michigan insiders is standing by. Tim May from Columbus, Ohio, one of the better Buckeye insiders, said he would come on, but he asked Superfly, it, only if Bill promises not to yell at me. And I, I told Superfly in a reply text, tell him only before he comes on and after he comes on will I yell. Uh, Clayton Safey, no reason to yell at him from the Wolverine.com. Clayton, can you believe Shiano? I'm ticked off. I have to talk about it when he's one of the guys who started this. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, the report comes out yesterday that Rutgers and Ohio State colluded and gave Purdue signals of Michigan's, which Dan Wetzel, I thought, wrote a great column this morning over on Yahoo Sports saying, well, if that's not advanced scouting, in-person scouting, then I don't know what is. And obviously Rutgers played Michigan before Ohio State did, so guessing they had some collusion for that game as well. Um, The hypocrisy of, of a lot of people involved, from reporters nationally to 
Um, you know, these different coaches who are talking anonymously to news organizations, but get quote unquote ticked off when they get asked about it. Now that they're accused at their own press conferences, um, it's, it's pretty, I don't even want to say stunning at this point because nothing is, is stunning me right now, but it's hypocritical uh, for Greg Schiano, obviously. And he says, yeah, I want to focus only on Iowa. We got Iowa this week. They're a good team and whatever. Well, don't, don't you think Jim Harbaugh would like to focus right now just on Penn state? It's a top 10 matchup they have this weekend, but certainly, uh, you know, he's preparing if he has to, to literally go to court this week so that he can coach on Saturday and coach the rest of the season because the big 10 may forego due process and punish Michigan preemptively. So the whole thing's crazy. And, you know, I think that it's opening that can of worms that we've talked about over the last week or so where, okay, if this is going to be what's going to happen now, this is going to be the precedent for the big 10. Then if you're accused, you know, what happens to you? And, uh, and we're seeing that just in the last couple of minutes, two huge uh, Michigan lawmakers, 11, in the uh, Michigan legislation, penned a letter to Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti requesting that he gives Michigan due process. So there's a lot of pushback, feels like, in the last 24 hours from people saying, hey, you may not want to go down this road, Tony, uh, because it could get kind of messy. Well, you go back to when they sent their notice, which was, what, Monday afternoon, I think, correct? Yeah, it was 48 hours. I believe so. Yeah, so since Monday, with the, the Rutgers, Ohio State, Purdue collusion, with their coaches and the play charts that were published by Sports Illustrated. When you look at Ross Dellinger on Monday saying that the NCAA source told him there has been no connection made uh, from Connor Stallions to Harbaugh, now, now you roll in state lawmakers, you're getting RG3, you're getting Dan Wetzel, uh, Brett McMurphy, some trying to maintain some journalistic integrity. I... And again, I threw out our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day. I, I don't think, you know, what will the punishment be, if any? I, the Big Ten has to back down on this. They have to. They you have think to. So. Yeah, you, you would think so. It, it feels like it's trending more in that direction. Um, but, you know, there, there are egos at play here, too. I mean, it's Tony Petiti, who already gave Michigan notice, like you said, couple days ago of potential punishment. Now that doesn't mean punishment's going to come, but they gave Michigan notice and then Michigan had about 48 hours to respond. That 48 hours is almost up. And then the big 10 will make their determination. We're told Thursday tomorrow, if anything happens, so we'll know one way or the other. And then if they do punish and let's say they suspend Jim Harbaugh, then Michigan will go to court almost immediately um, and, and get this injunction filed. And Michigan's hoping that gets granted so he can continue to coach. But yeah, it feels like with some of the you know court of public opinion, which by the way seems to be what is uh, what is influencing Tony Petiti quite a bit, you know, from coaches and, and athletic directors and presidents to even the general public, you know, some in the media. Last week, when there was all this momentum to punish Michigan, it seems like the momentum's going in the other way now. Even some people on ESPN flipping their opinions, um, and, and obviously the columns we talked about from some of these guys who really cover it. You know, they cover all these NCAA cases. They're not, you know, stationed here in Ann Arbor. So it's, you know, I understand to an extent when people can take things for a grain of salt when you're looking at partisan lines. But these are, you know, people that are, uh, you know, unbiased in this, like Dan Wetzel, who does a great job. And I feel like it's starting to turn, you know, the tide's starting to turn in the other direction. And maybe some of these schools that are accused, maybe they will uh, take the foot off the gas a little bit when it comes to pressure because, they don't want the same thing to happen to them for Tony Petiti to step in and do something to them. But it's just amazing too, that 
if you think of the SEC and, and what the action would be, I mean, could you imagine the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, stepping in and punishing one of his own schools that's, you know, not only just any school, but one that's contending for the national championship uh, when the NCAA is saying, hey, we got to let this play out? Um, you just couldn't imagine it. So it would be a you know pretty tough first step, in my opinion, for Tony Petiti as the commissioner. He's only been here a few months, and uh, you know he's thrown into the fire certainly with a tough situation. But um, you know, I think cooler heads should probably prevail on this one. If he goes ahead with the Harbaugh punishment, I'll, I'll say, and he doesn't send out a letter of notice about the sportsmanship rule broken by Purdue, Ohio State, or Penn State, or excuse me, Purdue, Ohio State, or Rutgers. Not like I want to accuse Franklin of anything, but we'll go with the Sports Illustrated story with the detailed uh, play call sheets. Uh, where is that notice sent out today? Uh, you're not going to disrupt their game weeks, and uh, Shiano's ticked off. Uh, the hypocrisy is just in. Bill Self gets a lifetime contract. I. It's how the NCAA works. Here's a, from Lansing. Uh, today, state reps Phil Skeggs, a Democrat out of East Grand Rapids, and Graham Filler, a Republican out of Clinton County, along with nine other members of the Michigan House and Senate, both Democrat or Democratic and Republican, sent a letter to the Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti urging the conference to ensure the University of Michigan receives a fair, unbiased investigation into allegations of rule breaking by members of the University of Michigan football staff, and that no punishment be placed on the university until the investigation is complete. It's absolutely vital that members of the Big Ten Conference receive due process in any investigation, especially those that may have been initiated by allegations from parties with clear conflicts of interest, Skagg said. We must not punish the dedicated players, coaches, and staff of the University of Michigan football program based on incomplete evidence. We know that college football is a topic charged with emotions on all sides. What's important here is to let the facts determine the outcome of this investigation, said Filler, co-founder of the Big Ten Athletics blog, Off Tackle Empire. The NCAA investigation of the University of Michigan football program is ongoing. And the full letter is at housedems.com. Housedems.com. I'm not saying that's the only time that web address will ever be given out on the huge show, but that is housedems.com. <laughs> if you want to go uh, check that out. So there it is, Clayton. Uh, Tony yeah. Petiti. Yeah, Monday when it looked like the world was ending and the way this story has shifted, if he's going to walk out, and not send a sportsmanship letter to Purdue, Rutgers, or Ohio State with that published story. There's been no published evidence, by the way, connected to Stallions or Harbaugh. Nothing. Now, there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of allegations. There is the CMU thing, which Chris Ballas told us earlier, Clayton, that there's a new story coming connected to that. Uh, and, and the new game show I saw on the game show network, the advertising – who is Connor Stallions has taken off. It's going to be as big as Wheel of Fortune. So, And then we got the vacuum salesman, Connor Stallions. We have the LLC uh, owner uh, in Montana, Connor Stallions. He dropped Blake Corum's name. Corum, again, didn't sign any documents, but he, you know, I, I, I could see Connor Stallions, at least from what we've 
Found out about in the last three weeks of name dropping a lot of those guys to get business connections. Took on his homeowners association, blamed a Michigan State fan for the complaints that he was running a vacuum uh, sales operation out of his house, which, again, I know I know me. Whenever I say to myself, you know, I could use some extra cash. I'm going to open up a vacuum sales operation. People are walking by going, Bill, what do you got there? Uh, this is a Dyson 2000. <laughs> a vacuum up. Right. What's he selling next? Encyclopedias door to door? His capabilities are endless, I think. I mean, he keeps uh, popping up everywhere we oh, go. Oh, the movie. I, I said it's a John U. Bacon book already with a movie script that's being written just from what's been made public so far. I mean, I'm, no watch, I, I'm watching CMU last night, and I'm thinking, and now where I look, even I'm walking on the street, somebody go, that guy looks like Connor Stallions. It's like everywhere you go, you think Connor Stallions. That's, you know, I'm going through a drive-thru, getting a breakfast sandwich. The guy goes, that'll be nine I'm like, I think that's Connor Stallions. Yeah, he's like catch. He's like Frank Abagnale from Catch Me If You Can. Uh, it's it's crazy he's everywhere. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, we're waiting to see yeah. what the. Uh, before I let you go, Clayton, what do you think the Big Ten's going to do? I mean, I I don't know. I'm probably fifty fifty at this point. I guess I would lean that they stick with their guns for some reason and and issue a punishment. But we can tell you from speaking to people at the University of Michigan, they're very confident in their chances of re- uh, being granted the injunction that Jim Harbaugh will almost immediately file. It seems like if he's suspended here indefinitely, but again, uh, nothing would surprise me at this point. Definitely seems like the tide has turned. And again, nobody here is saying that Michigan shouldn't eventually be punished at some point. I think the argument against this right now, the argument that those lawmakers just made in that letter you read off is that they get due process. We learn what the facts are. And then we'd all be the first one to say that, that Michigan would deserve some sort of punishment. But um, I'm going to stick with that. We're going to head to a, a court case. It seems like on, on Thursday, and I kind of wish I had a law degree to cover college football at this point. Well, you know what? Speaking of a law degree, my next guest will join us in studio, David Gregory, a lawyer by trade, NFLPA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports. Uh, he'll check in here in just a few seconds. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. You can follow Chris Ballas, Clayton Safey, Anthony Broom uh, for the latest connected to this story. Thanks for your opinions and the update, Clayton. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Uh, from Clayton Safey, we go to David Gregory, who's in studio, one of our sports legal insiders and a partner through Bull Rush Sports Management, NFL PA certified uh, agent. And, you know, uh, we had you in early on this story. And, you know, you went by the bylaws and what the Big Ten commissioner could do. And since then, this story has splintered off and. 93 different directions. The bylaws are still there for him to do something. The question is now with the other stories out there and sportsmanship in question, uh, you're the Big Ten. Uh, Are you going to keep pushing this or is there a stand down? Uh, Negotiations are still ongoing, David, uh, through everything you've read up until uh, the top of this hour. uh, Where are you at on it? Well, hey, Bill, good to see you. Um, and Connor Stallions, if you're out there, uh, I'm, I, I was a vacuum cleaner salesman out of college. It was my first job. 
So That's Kirby, big in the UP. Kirby vacuum cleaners. Door to door in the UP is driving 40 uh, miles. So look, I, I think I can relate to you. I'm, I'm willing to be your agent and sell your, you know, your life story for big dollars. What if he called you after this? And now, now I would I take gotta, the call. I can now, tell you now that. Now I got to <laughs> say that you know, he's NFL PA. He got Jake Witt signed from Northern Michigan uh, with the Colts. And also he represents Connor Stallions. It would be fascinating. The three weeks of this is, is a movie. Did you ever think anything was going to, I mean, the Mel Tucker thing's like forgotten. It's amazing. Well, and some are saying there wasn't due process with Mel Tucker, but there was a USA Today report that had the evidence of what was, what was said uh, and released by you know, Tracy. But there was that argument that, well, he didn't get due process. Well, correct. But there was a process there. There was a, there was a Title IX process. They followed it, whether you liked the result or not. Uh, you asked me what I would do. Uh, if I had a time machine and I was a Big Ten commissioner, and I said this the first time we talked about this, I, I wouldn't get into it if I were the Big Ten. Because they're not really set up for investigations on this scope and scale, number one. Uh, number two, the NCAA, literally, its charter, its job, its mission is enforcement. And, and what's at issue here really primarily is the NCAA bylaw. So, and everybody hates the NCAA, period. So they're the bad cop. Let them do their job. And stand back and let them do their job. I, I think that would have been the prudent thing to do, but they didn't do that. And instead, Tony Petiti took a conference call where they asked Jim Harbaugh to hang up and the other coaches wanted to speak freely. You're a leader. You go, whoa, uh, I'm not talking to you guys without all the coaches present. You want to voice any complaints? You can call me directly, but we're not doing this and, and telling Jim uh, you can't be a part of it. Yeah, that was probably a mistake, um, but of all the mistakes they've made, that was probably the least of them. Well, what do you think the biggest, well, taking him on, I think, is the first mistake, because he easily could have said, all right, I hear all you coaches, I hear you ADs, the presidents who called, uh, when the NCAA investigation is complete, I will act within my power as Big Ten Commission. And they very clearly have authority to impose additional sanctions if there's a finding of an NCAA violation. That's very clear in the bylaws. And I'm not saying that Petiti doesn't have authority to act here. He does, in my opinion. I just don't think he should have. Well, and also, if you go under the sportsmanship bylaws, which state up to a two-game suspension, no appeal uh, is allowed under Big Ten rules. Well, if the story that is true, it came out yesterday with facts published from Sports Illustrated uh, implicating Purdue, Ohio State, and Rutgers, well, that's a violation of sportsmanship in good faith. So you didn't send out a notice to any of those schools like you did Michigan. You're, there's no threat of punishment for them. I know they're separate stories, okay? I, I get that. But to me, from a hiring a Washington, D.C. firm that Michigan reportedly has done to Harbaugh possibly lowering up at the legal side of what Tony Petiti may do tomorrow or Friday on suspending Harbaugh, that will be an interesting legal fight. Yeah, I, th- I think it will. And, and that's kind of how I came prepared today, which is uh, let's assume there's a two-game suspension. He can do that. Uh, it's very clearly within his authority. He doesn't have to go to this joint, uh, joint executive committee. If there was a larger, if it was an indefinite suspension, he'd have to get some kind of sign-off from an internal Big Ten body. But let's just say it's two games. He can do that. What happens then? 
I think uh, U of M and, and or Harbaugh will immediately go to court. I would go to a, a local circuit judge in Washtenaw County because what Washtenaw County judge probably wouldn't rule in favor of Michigan, at least initially. Um, they would seek a temporary restraining order, which means they would get a, a, an order stopping the suspension pending a hearing. But there wouldn't be a hearing with the other side present to get the temporary restraining order. Then you would have a hearing for a preliminary injunction. And there would be two issues there. Would U of M suffer irreparable harm if this suspension takes effect? And an irreparable harm simply means, will you suffer an injury that money damages can't fix? The answer is yes. If he's suspended for a Big Ten game uh, in season, they would suffer irreparable harm, in my opinion. They, they would win the first, um, <clears throat> the first branch of that analysis. The second branch would be, is U of M likely to, or Harbaugh, likely to prevail on the merits down the road? That would be the issue about whether a preliminary injunction should issue. There would be a hearing on this. Both sides would be present. And I think that's where it gets interesting. Is U of M likely to prevail on the merits? That's a jump ball, in my opinion. There's, I, I thought it was a slam dunk that, that the Big Ten probably would prevail. But I, I did some research today that suggests to me there's at least a, 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 an interesting issue there. Well, you have an argument uh, that, okay, you're going to hit us for your sportsmanship rule, but you're not hitting Purdue, Ohio State, or Rutgers for it. Yeah, but that's a whataboutism. That's like, uh, yeah, clearly, the Big Ten now has to open some kind of sportsmanship investigation on the, uh, the, the uh, unholy trinity of Rutgers, Purdue, and, and Ohio State. They do. They're going to have The evil triangle, as we call it on the show. <laughs> so they're going to have to open up a similar investigation. I did just, they don't have any choice. They don't have any choice but to investigate pretty much anything about science stealing that comes up now. And a lot probably will come up. But let's set that aside for a minute. Uh, the question is, well, okay, the, the big, there's two rules at issue here. There's, there's rule 10, the sportsmanship, uh, sportsmanship rule. And, you know, the Big Ten commissioner has what they call plenary authority to act. And he can consider any evidence he wants to. And, you know, he really, if it's just a rule 10 case, Big Ten wins. But, but there's rule 32 of the Big Ten handbook. And Rule 32 of the Big Ten Handbook says if there's an NCAA, I don't know if it's an investigation, but if it's an NCAA-initiated action, the Big Ten is essentially is, can impose additional penalties, but that's after the NCAA acts. So we've got, we've got Rule 10 about sportsmanship, commissioner can do whatever they want, but then we got Rule 32 that says if it's an NCAA matter, the rule... To me, reads you're supposed to wait till after the NCAA acts. So that could come into play in this preliminary yeah. injunction. Yeah, is, hearing, this a, right? is this a Rule 10 case or is this a Rule 32 case? I think that's where it gets super interesting for Michigan uh, it, to potentially get a preliminary injunction. Okay, what if the Big Ten lawyers and uh, the commissioner want to slow play this and try and announce the suspension late Friday to avoid a judge being on the bench? Most courts don't do business on Friday afternoons, maybe outside of urgent trials. Uh, can you get a judge to sign it at his house? Can he show up at uh, the courthouse and sign it if it would be Saturday morning because the team is in Pennsylvania playing Penn State? How would that work if the Big Ten waited until late Friday 
to hand down the suspension. Yeah, you could you could run and get a judge if you could get a judge to hear you out, uh, either by a phone or, or in a Zoom chamber hours. or Zoom oh, yeah. after hours. That happens. It could happen. I will say this: if the Big Ten's going to do something, they ought to play it above board. Uh, they ought to they, they ought to announce it probably tomorrow morning, uh, because by close of business today, U of M's response is due back to the Big Ten. They should appear like they're going to at least consider whatever it is they have to say, and they should be above board. And if they're going to do something, they ought to do it tomorrow morning. Because if they do wait until late Friday, a judge could look at that like, hold on, we got shenanigans going on here. Yeah, I just think it doesn't, uh, you you would look like you're not coming to court with clean hands. It looks a little underhanded if you do that. If you're going to do something, announce it tomorrow morning and know that you're going to go to court anyways. And up to a two-game suspension, which I've heard that Fox doesn't want Harbaugh suspended for the Ohio State game. So two games would be Penn State. At Maryland. Right. Now, why? what if it was two games? What if it was a two-game suspension and that was it? Should U of M and Harbaugh go to court? Uh, there's two reasons to say they shouldn't. Number one would be the risk of discovery because some embarrassing stuff for everybody involved. On both sides. On both sides. Right. It's probably going to come in out of discovery, but that's a little down the road. I mean, if there's a preliminary injunction hearing, discovery is not going to happen for a while. But the other issue is, look, if it's two games... And he very, the commissioner, we don't agree with what he did, but he very clearly has some authority here. There's this interesting Rule 32 issue. Let's set that aside. But what if I get the temporary restraining order, but then I lose on an appeal or I lose the preliminary injunction hearing, and instead of it being Penn State, Maryland, it's Maryland, Ohio State, or uh, I lose in court and now it's Ohio State Big Ten Championship game. You might be better off just to take your darn medicine unless you really think you're going to win that preliminary injunction hearing, if, unless you're just convinced you're going to win. So when you hear Michigan hires one of the toughest firms in the country out of D.C., right, or at least engaging them, I don't know yeah. if they've officially representation, we don't have yeah. that paperwork, but they've engaged them, according to reports. What's your message on that? Well, Williams and Connolly is a big D.C. law firm, but I mean, the, the law is relatively straightforward here. I don't know. Maybe it, it's not going to strike fear into the heart of a local judge. They're used to dealing with, um, you know, big law firms from all over the country. If they don't act, so not now, not immediate, not Harbaugh is going to file a lawsuit. But let's say they suspend Harbaugh for sportsmanship, but they don't do anything to Purdue, Ohio State, Rutgers, don't open up any other sportsmanship investigations. Would Harbaugh have a legal civil case on that? I, I think I think you would. I think that would weigh in favor of some kind of later lawsuit for damages against the Big Ten. Uh-huh. That's why I'd say the Big Ten, look, hey, you decided to get into the we're going to investigate sign stealing yeah. on the sportsmanship clause, the sportsmanship rule. We're going to get into that business. Then you got to get into that business. you got to investigate all of them now. That's why they shouldn't have done this. And by the way, this is the Big Ten tearing apart the Big Ten. Which is bad leadership. Well, the SEC would never have done this, number one. No, no, Let's face it. Well, Tony <laughs> Petiti should have grabbed the presidents or the, whatever that executive council, whatever the most powerful people in the Big Ten had them on that conference call and said, what do we do in the best interest of the Big Ten? Yeah, I think that's exactly right, Hugh. I'm talking behind closed doors. I, I agree. You know, he comes from Major League Baseball uh, originally. And apparently Pat Forty from SI, who, no matter what you think of SI, I think Pat Forty is a pretty good reporter. 
uh, he's reporting that somebody from Michigan said that what the commissioner has said was, this is the worst scandal in the Big Ten's history outside of game fixing. Well, that's just not true. I think this is a serious allegation against Michigan and should be taken seriously. I do. And, and it is. I do. Taken but seriously. it's not the worst scandal in the history of the Big Ten. That is an absolute joke. Uh, hello, Jerry Sandusky. Uh, or Larry Nasser, or Dr. Anderson, or yeah. 18 million other things. Mm. But, you know, the integrity of the game, I think, you know, baseball, they get, they get kind of on their high horse about Pete Rose and gambling and integrity of the game versus, you know, atrocities that happen off the field. I think it's a major league baseball mentality. I think that's some of it. Um, and it's not a football mentality. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're a new six months on the job, whatever the official time frame is for Tony Petiti as the new Big Ten commissioner, David. And I think you had 13 coaches who are rah, rah, way to go, Tony. And you had these ADs outside of Manuel and outside of Harbaugh. Rah, rah, school presidents. You had the whole conference behind you. You're the new tough guy on the block. Well, when you did this Monday and you sent out the 48 hours notice on potential punishment, the stories that have come out since then tell you, put the brakes on this, defer to the NCAA, send out a, a, a note to your coaches and the ADs and presidents. This is what we're doing. There will be no punishment until... Uh, I can review it. The NCAA review it would be the investigation, and then I could act on, you know, 32 uh, bylaw, whatever. Yeah, I, I think you got bullied into this. You know, and every new boss, every new president, every new governor, every new CEO, they come in and they get tested by the insiders at some point. They get tested, and this guy got rolled, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that because I think Michigan shouldn't get punished like Clayton Safey just said. I, if what is alleged to be true is true, I think they should incur some kind of punishment, and they will. Um, but, you know, conferences, generally speaking, don't get into this business of getting out in front of the NCAA, doing their own investigation, and issuing penalties before the NCAA. The last time anybody can really think of this happening was um, – Cam Newton in the SEC, and that was oh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. It just doesn't happen very often for a reason. I mean, the conferences really aren't set up for this. The NCAA is for all its flaws and faults. It's really the NCAA's job. And that's why Petiti could have heard those guys out. Yeah, I get your emotion. I understand it, guys, when the NCAA investigation is complete. Unless you can show me right now. And this is what I would have said as commissioner. If you can deliver me proof that Harbaugh is cheating as we speak, if you can show me that this weekend he cheated against Purdue, if you can provide the competitive advantage of what you're alleging, then I will look into acting. Until then, the NCAA investigation will lead the way here. That's all you had to do as a leader. Yeah, I could have said, hey, Rule 32 says if this is an NCAA-initiated matter. And they could have played off the rule. I'm supposed to wait. We're supposed to, hey, like it, don't like it. It's our bylaws, guys. Let me say this about Rule 32. What I found, the most recent handbook I found was dated 2018-2019 academic year on uh, the Indiana University website. You know, possibly Rule 32 has been changed since then. I I just don't know, but that's the most recent uh, version I found, and the rule's been around for a while. Interesting, the rules will be easier to find considering the story we've been following for three weeks. David Gregory, uh, he is a lawyer by trade, NFLPA certified sports agent with Bull 
Rush Sports Management. He's based on the west side of the state. He connects to athletes, coaches, NIL all across uh, the state of Michigan. Follow him on Twitter uh, at Bull Rush Sports. Is that correct? I think it's Bull Rush dot Sports, if I'm not mistaken. Bull Rush dot Sports. Or Bull Rush underscore Sports. Uh, underscore. Underscore. It's dot Sports on Instagram. Okay, yeah. All right. well, excuse me, Mr. Dot. Mr. Instagram. Hey, the kids are all on Instagram. I know. So, you know. Well, just, you know what? <laughs> on Twitter, look up Bull Rush Sports. You'll see it. Well, we'll talk more. I'll get more feedback. we got to get to a, a network break. David, lawyer by trade. Uh, in studio, you have comments or questions, 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843 on the Mercantile Bank listener line. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Earn bonus points with M-Perks at Meyer for just one more way to save this holiday season. Shop groceries, apparel, gifts, and more, and earn points on it all. And right now, earn two times the points for every dollar you spend on select Meyer brand food. Earn points every time you shop and redeem them anytime you want. Make Meyer your one-stop shop for everything you need this holiday season. And with M-Perks, you'll save even more. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway. Every Saturday in November, two hourly winners, 5 to 10 p.m., take home a cool $500 cash. At 11 p.m. each night, one lucky guest wins a hot new Jeep Renegade or 15 grand. The Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We are back live across Michigan Wednesday, broadcast presented in part by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. All the playoff matchups, uh, the regionals, uh, tickets, uh, MHSAA.tv link, and more. Go to MHSAA.com. Also follow the Michigan High School Athletic Association at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook. David Gregory is a lawyer by trade, NFLPA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports, based in West Michigan, one of our legal and sports advisors. I thought that was pretty cool. And Clayton Savy said, hey, I need to get a law degree. I go, we got a lawyer in studio coming up right after you, David uh, Gregory. Um, from the perspective of anything else uh, legal here that we could see in the next 24 to 48 hours, it could uh, linger longer. Uh, you're a Big Ten lawyer. Uh, so hypothetically, take me in to Tony Petiti's office or the conference room there in Chicago at the Big Ten offices, and you're advising them on what they should do. What would be your hypothetical recommendation? Okay, I would say the practical advice would be, you know what, in for a dime, in for a dollar, you went down this road, you probably ought to issue something, number one. Number two, it ought to be no more than a two-game suspension so you don't have to go to any other body or the joint group executive committee. Uh, that's number one. Number two, you better you better investigate Purdue, again, the Holy Trinity, or the unholy trinity. The of- evil triangle, <laughs> Ohio State, Rutgers, and Purdue. And then what you really ought to do then is say, I'm going to actually, we're going we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna look into the entire matter of advanced scouting, Across the entire signal conference. stealing and make recommendations. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a blue ribbon commission on all things signal stealing in our conference. Uh, I'd announce that too. And I'd probably say it's a one game penalty for Jim Harbaugh. That, that would be my recommendation because you, you got bullied into it. Then you can't get bullied out of it. I mean, you got, you got to at some so point stand your ground. One, one game, the story is over. Uh, even with an injunction you lose, you at least tried something, right? Ex- exactly. And you're playing what if, if you're a Big Ten lawyer advising Big Ten Commissioner yes. Tony Petiti. And then the other thing I'd say is, look, okay, when we get into the, there's going to be a temporary restraining order. Some local judge will probably issue it, but then we'll have a hearing on the preliminary injunction. We'll get our say. And look, the whole idea is courts are not supposed to substitute their judgment for the judgment of a regulatory body. They're not supposed to say, well, if I was looking at the same set of facts, I would do something different. What they're supposed to do is defer to the judgment of the body, determine whether it was the penalty like outrageous or arbitrary. Uh, But most importantly, did they follow their own rules? If they followed their own rules, you know, we really can't second guess them. And I think you just have to just pound the table that this is a rule 10 uh, sportsmanship matter, and I have plenary authority. I've acted very clearly within my authority, and Rule 32 is something else. We'll talk more about it. David Gregory in studio, lawyer, sports agent, certified NFL PA uh, representative, uh, Bull Rush Sports Management in West Michigan. Follow them on Twitter. You have a comment or question, join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1 838 HUGE. Everything HUGE 24 7 at thehugeshow.net. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino. Single record of the year is Better Man. Better Man. 
year, better Album man. of the year, Killing Time. Come on up again, Clint Black. This Clint Black with special guest Josh Greason. Tickets start at $40. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Clint Black and Josh Grayson. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment on a busy hour number two. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Next hour, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, John Borden from the Wolverine.com. Our True and Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, Sean Bride, who's the chief of the Roosevelt Park Police Department over in the Muskegon area. He'll join us. David Gregory, lawyer by trade, certified NFL PA sports agent with Bull Rush Sports based in West Michigan. Talk more about the legal side of what's happening uh, with Harbaugh. Remember, if you miss any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, or full shows, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan Hour number three. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, like a lot of Michigan State and Ohio State and Purdue and Rutgers fans. He's very quiet. On the Harbaugh front is tomorrow H-Day. Will the Big Ten suspend him? David Gregory is a lawyer, also an NFL 
PA certified agent with Bull Rush Sports. They're based in West Michigan. They got Jay Gwitt out of Northern Michigan, drafted and signed, and still with uh, the Indianapolis Colts in the National Football League. He said last hour that he thinks Tony Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner, will have to show strength and do something. So you were talking at the end of the last segment where we had a conversation. And if you want the smart power play, if I'm Tony Petiti, I'd do a one-game suspension. Because now you're Michigan. Are you going to line up, go knock on a, a, a judge's courtroom door for a one-game suspension saying that we want to coach tomorrow and then try and get that one-game suspension delayed until Maryland? Or do you just take the one game and be done with this until the NCAA uh, gets done with their investigation? But with the way... Next year. Well, but you never know. Here, Here's my point about trusting people right now, how fast the Big Ten moved on this. What if the NCAA... But you have the 90 days per their uh, bylaws, yeah, right? There's a notice, formal notice of allegation, then there's 90 days. Yeah, to it's, respond, it, it's right? in the next year. It's in the next year with the NCAA. So, but period. if they do one game, think about this, and they won't lose Harbaugh for the Ohio State. You know, Fox officials want those two guys, Day and Harbaugh, because this will be the most anticipated Ohio State, you know, Michigan game ever at the big house. But if you did the one game, knowing that you may go to court and just, uh, you know, lose it, or you could win it for one game. He's either coaching against Maryland or not coaching, and you defer the rest of this to the NCAA if I'm the Big Ten. That's what I would do. I'm, but I'm not privy to whatever it is they've seen. That's the only caveat. Do they have to, to show, and I know you're not a Michigan lawyer, University of Michigan lawyer, yeah. Did they, in their formal, uh, this is why we're going to do punishment, did they have to show University of Michigan leadership, this is why we're set to punish Jim Harbaugh? They do have to give them um, a notice. Um, they do have to explain basically what they have, but the language is is very broad and fairly. It could say lack on control over one of your staffers, right? It could, yes. But 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 nothing's been proven yet against Connor Stallions and Ross Dellinger from Yahoo.com on Monday said his NCAA source said there was no evidential connection, if that's even a word, it sounds pretty formal, that there was no evidence linking Harbaugh to Connor Stallions as of yet. That was last Monday. Right, but you know, by NCAA bylaws, uh, the coach is responsible under a strict liability theory for the actions of uh, you know anybody that reports to him. So that's interesting. Are those and, bylaws and, there for Big Ten coaches as well underneath their bylaws? That I would have to look at. Right, but, you, but the punishment is just based on the sportsmanship rules, what they're holding on to. This has nothing to do with illegal scouting or sign stealing. Well... They're saying that the, the, the scouting and sign-stealing operation, such as it exists, they're going on a theory that it violates. But if it hasn't been investigated yet to who is connected and to what extent... Well, presumably the NCAA has given them some materials and they can consider, they can consider evidence from any source. That's what the language says in the Big Ten bylaws. Look, if they operate under the sportsmanship clause, they can do pretty much what they want within reason... And I think they would prevail in court. The problem being 
you got this Rule 32 thing out there saying, well, if it's an NCAA-initiated process, uh, you're supposed to, you, can, you can impose additional uh, penalties, but, but after the NCAA acts. So what about this scenario? If they came and surprised us tomorrow and they said, due to new information connected to sportsmanship across the Big Ten Conference, we are not going to punish uh, a single school at this time we will let the NCAA investigation uh, finish, and then we will decide whether we want to act on Rule 32 in the future. That would be the way to protect the conference. Yeah, that's an option, and I think they could say because it. you end the story, you end the story until the NCAA investigation is done. But and they could also say, and we're going to do a, a thorough investigation on all advanced scouting practices and science. And so know, they send a message. Issue a report. They send a message to all the schools, including Michigan, Ohio State, Rutgers, uh, Purdue, any other school uh, in question, and that's it. But you know, th- here's the thing: at, at least until the NCAA investigation for, is but, done. But to me, as a practical matter, it's in for a dime, in for a dollar. <laughs> you kind of got bullied into doing this, and you need to do something. Uh, because you look, if you look weak coming and going, I mean, you're done. Yeah, but right. when he sent out the notice on Monday, David, you didn't have the report that there's no connection, the NCAA is saying, of Harbaugh to Connor Stallions. You didn't have the Rutgers, uh, Purdue, Ohio State, Evil Triangle before the Big Ten championship game. You didn't have any of that. But what other schools did or did not do does not matter in terms of this proceeding against the University of Michigan. And that's what's been reported by some of the national writers saying that uh, the other things uh, that the Big Ten has learned of have no bearing on the punishment, if any, for Harbaugh, right? Right. I mean, it says uh, the, the, the commissioner has exclusive authority to determine whether an offensive action has occurred uh, under the sportsmanship policy as they define it. Uh, the commissioner may consider any evidence that he or she deems relevant. And he has full authority to issue a penalty within certain parameters, period. And if, it, if it's a standard penalty as defined, there's no appeals process, at least internally. And did this come from Joseph Stalin's uh, communist doctrine? <laughs> His manifesto? No, it's, it, it's the Big Ten bylaws, Rule 10, oh as God. amended in 22. Well, they might amend it again. Hey, they might seriously amend the, the power of the commission. Well, we got to get rid of this rule at the NCAA level, and they're going to. And they're going to go to, uh, you know, in-helmet communications. Well, they're starting that for the bowl games and for uh, the college football playoff, the in-helmet communication. Oh, that's been announced? I yeah, guess I they announced that. that earlier. Oh, okay. Well, the, there you today. go. <laughs> there you go. So they're already moving that. They see what's coming here. They don't, not, they don't want this allegations of cheating sneaking in to college football playoff games. Because... The whole topic of stealing signs and sending your buddies to film things and then teams getting together. It's a bad look. My gosh. So then why wouldn't the Big we, Ten shut it down then? Why, why let this go to the suspension phase and uh, court injunctions or preliminary hearings? Why let it go there? Because they've come this far. I, I mean, they got, again, bullied into it. Now they're going to get bullied out of it. I, I don't know. I, I think one game. Give them one game. Give them one game. Wash your hands of it. 
investigate the other things, have a blue ribbon committee that uh, investigates all this, issues a report and advocate for, you know, permanently getting rid of the rule and allowing in helmet communications. And the report comes out next June when nobody's thinking about anything connected of course, that's, a, that's when all good reports come out, when nobody's no one, nobody's paying attention. Yeah, let's go to Anthony Broom from TheWolverine.com, along with Clayton Safey, Chris Ballas. The Wolverine.com team is following the story. And uh, Anthony, what's the latest uh, you're hearing out of Ann Arbor? Kind of a quiet day, honestly. Uh, for the first time in a while, um, I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that it is the calm before the storm. It seems like any sort of Big Ten decision is going to come down, I believe, at some point tomorrow. Uh, of course, we, with what we know right now, we think that anything the Big Ten hands down, uh, Michigan would probably go right to court and, and get an injunction for one of those temporary restraining orders. But, yeah, it's uh, right now it feels like the calm before the storm. Um, and starting to kind of cut it close. You know, there's a game on Saturday in you know, Michigan doesn't really know what's going on, but there's a lot of people that are, are, you know, making sure all boats are still sailing in the right direction. Everyone's still on the same page for the most part. So we'll see where it goes, but that's that's where things are at today. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Rose Stoneberg Coffee Guest Sign. Off of everything you've heard, read, uh, what is fact, what is fiction, what do you think the Big Ten ends up doing? I kind of think they're going to wind up going through with this thing, uh, whether it is, you know, a, a two game suspension or, uh, you know, a multiple or an indefinite suspension. Um, you know, at this point, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I've made the point for a few days now that I think everyone involved needs to take, take a step back and take a deep breath. But from a big 10 perspective, it does kind of feel like the toothpaste is out of the tube, so to speak. Um, you know, Tony Petiti has taken this far enough to where, now, if you don't act, you're going to have 13 member schools. The other 13 schools are going to be up in arms. But if you do act, you're going to have arguably, you know, your your conference's most prominent brand declaring an all-out war on the conference and and exploring its options in terms of you know legal action that might be taken and taking this to the mattresses, as Chris Ballas would say. So it's that that's where things are heading right now. Um, you know, with what's been out there the last few days about, and again, I will reiterate, just because another school may have done something illicit or schools conspire to do something potentially illicit does not exonerate Michigan at all. It doesn't change what they're accused of, but it points to, you know, really what it is, it's a a much larger issue of what this conference is dealing with right now. Um, It doesn't seem like there is a lot of leadership at the top at the moment. Um, and I, and I understand, like, I guess I under, I really do understand Tony Petiti's predicament, but, um, you know, I think there's a bit of a prisoner of the moment mentality that kind of put him in this corner that we find the big 10 in right now. Anthony Broom for the Wolverine.com. One of our Michigan insiders, along with Clayton Safey, Chris Ballas, you can follow this story and will it be tomorrow? Will it be on Friday? If the big 10 does anything. David Gregory is a lawyer, NFL PA certified agent joining us in studio, Anthony. So the indefinite suspension for Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner to do that, he would have had to meet with his executive council. It's called the JGEC, okay. Joint Group Executive Committee. All right. If he goes beyond two games, 
The JGEC has to approve it. Um, and they can, uh, the J, th- this body may only approve, deny, or lessen the proposed penalty. They, sh- they cannot increase it. They can approve, deny, or lessen the proposed penalty if he goes over a two-game suspension. So if he goes, so if he's set indefinite, he can't do that, right? He can do it, but that's a major, that's a major penalty. And this internal Big Ten body, which I don't know who serves on it, but presumably it's some athletic. we all know that. The, they used to the joint group it. executive committee. If he goes beyond two games, the JGEC has to sign off on it, or they can approve, deny, or lessen. They can't give more. So basically, two ga- it's a two-game max. The commissioner can give two-game max, and nobody else can say anything about it other than the courts. So, but if he wants indefinite suspension, the JGEC can approve that? They can approve it, they can deny it, or they can lessen it. They, wow. can't, they can't increase it, although how, how do you increase in, an indefinite? Wow. Let's say, okay, if it was uh, four games, they can't say, the JGEC can't say indefinite. They can't go higher. So he could meet with them at any time. There's no protocol or public forum on this, right? I assume. Yeah, I'm sure they, it's they not, could have met. They're not a public body. If no. he's coming in for the indefinite suspension, they already could have already met. Well, presumably. Uh, well, presumably he hasn't issued his formal well, the Big decision Ten, yet. The Big Ten bunker is just uh, north of downtown Chicago. It's a I, secret I, like NORAD bunker. And I have a hard time believing they're going to go to indefinite suspension. Uh, and nor would I recommend it, but maybe. You know, I, I will say this, Anthony. It's really awesome having an attorney to my right in studio when talking about this. It is really, and a sports agent, so he gets a sports world NFLPA certified agent. Well, Anthony, get ready tomorrow. You, Ballas, and Savey had a quiet day. Uh, tomorrow could be historic, to say the least. It's going to be something. I don't know. That, that's the only word I can come up to describe what, what might go down. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I th- This really covering the spectrum, guys, is that it, it could be the Big Ten saying, hey, with the recent uh, allegations of sportsmanship, we're going to review everything. No school will be punished. It could be the hammer for Harbaugh. But the one thing the Big Ten uh, that all of us would agree on, what they're doing is only hurting their own conference right now. It is. It is that every day you're in, you, you look like you're rudderless on so many different levels it with was, these stories. It was the wrong move to go down this road. I said it at the very beginning. You said it at the very I said it for very practical political reasons like, hey, everybody hates the NCAA and this is their job. Let them do their job. They'll be the bad cop that everybody hates. Well, you got to give Anthony and Chris and Clayton some downtime. They still got a big game. On Saturday. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for your time, okay? Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I think he was taking in, you know, listening to a lawyer talk. I, you know, I know we played the hypothetical game. If you were a Big Ten lawyer uh, advising uh, Tony Petiti, uh, the Big Ten commissioner, what would you recommend? And you said, do something, do one game, and then you, you did something. And uh, then have a blue ribbon committee to look into the whole topic. Uh, yes, that's what I do. Because you're Michigan. It's Penn State, though, and I'll tell you why. I think they'll still go with the, the, the request for the injunction. Let Harbaugh coach Penn State, and they may turn around and just get the injunction for the hearing, come back, fight it. If they win, they win. If not, they got a one game and he misses Maryland, right? Yeah, or 
maybe you dismiss the case. I don't know. I mean, really, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna go to the mattresses over a one game suspension if it's not Ohio State? I, I, I would Penn say no. State. Penn State's pretty big. It's 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 the second biggest game on their schedule this They're year. They're gonna beat Penn State, handily. and I could see them just as if Petiti walks it down to a suspension. Michigan putting up their guard. I could see them filing the injunction just to send a message back to the Big Ten office. Probably, but here's the thing. Michigan's got to decide whether they're going to sue. And so does Jim Harbaugh. Now, now Michigan may take a reasoned, big-picture approach, but I don't think Jim Harbaugh's going to. I think he's going to sue, period. You have slandered my name you, without a due process, without an investigation, without any facts. What's your reason? What's your evidence? I, I think the evidence, if there is evidence... David, is the biggest key. What does the Big Ten have that would warrant suspending Jim Harbaugh? We don't know. That but warranted sending the punishment is forthcoming. You have 48 hours to respond. Well, you know, and maybe it's the contents of the private investigator's report that God knows who hired. Hey, there's no evidence that Ryan, De- Ryan Day's brother uh, is involved. But No, no, but the other evidence is. now is Ryan Day and uh, Shiano. And Shiano's ticked off today that he has to talk about this, but he had no problem talking to the commissioner uh, with Harbaugh not pressed. Well, he had no problem kind of alluding to it at the halftime of a game, too, of a broadcast. Uh, and Michigan's Ryan, up to something. Ryan Day, he... He's really clean on everything he does. Well, he huge, is. Huge, I wanted to bring this up. You know, Ohio State has a history of this. They have an institutional history of turning in other schools. They did it to Michigan State. As any Michigan State fan, you know, hardcore Michigan State fan will remember, uh, uh, Ohio State, Michigan State beat Woody Hayes, one of his greatest teams in 1974, as the clock expired and Woody was beside himself and he was certain that Michigan State was Did cheating. Did he punch and, anybody? Uh, well, not that time. Okay. Uh, although I think he threw Wayne Duke, the Big Ten commissioner, up against a wall in the locker room of Spartan Stadium. That's well documented. But then he turned in Michigan State, uh, gathered evidence of recruiting violations, and then that's when Michigan State was on uh, NCAA probation in the mid-70s. And their 78 team couldn't go to the Rose Bowl because of it, even though they won the Big Ten. That is so unlike Ohio State to turn (laughs) in others. That is like, there's such a squeaky clean athletic department. They are with no history of that. There's a lot of sarcasm in Just thought I'd point out that history that, you know, they they turn in people. David Gregory, uh, he'll hang out with us one final segment. We'll hear from John Borden, senior insider for the Wolverine.com. Also before uh, we're done uh, Sean Bride is the chief of police for Roosevelt Park uh, inside the city of Muskegon. Uh, we'll talk about his commitment to law enforcement serving and protecting True and Blue, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And Sean will join us coming up here in just about 25 minutes. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top right! It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. 
The University of Michigan improved to 9-0 last weekend under the lights as they knocked off the Purdue Boilermakers 41-13. Now the Wolverines got off to a hot start, leading 17-0 after the first quarter, scoring on their first three possessions. And although the outcome of that game isn't in the topic of conversation regarding the Maze and Blue, it continues to revolve around the ever-changing, sign-stealing scandal that has taken the college football world by storm. What happens next with that, or with the Big Ten, or with the NCAA, no one really knows. What we do know, however, is it's taking away from the game out on the field and taking away from the players and the success that they are having as well. We also know the Wolverines will be on the road this Saturday in Happy Valley against the 8-1 Penn State Nittany Lions at noon on Fox. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition canned cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in a luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All I have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan Wednesday broadcast presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association MHSAA.TV on demand and live high school football playoff games this Friday and Saturday at MHSAA.TV David Gregory he's a lawyer also NFL PA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports he joins us in studio, and we get legal questions that are connected to the sports world. Uh, good stuff today, David. I know i got to grab John Borton from TheWolverine.com. I just wanted uh, on air uh, to say thank you. Really, really good feedback on your work uh, on air, and uh, keep it up, man. Well, it's a, it's a, it's an exciting time to be alive <laughs> if you're involved in sports law. There you go. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's always fun to give my huge legal opinion. Your you. huge legal. Oh, that's, that's pretty good, David. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk soon, man, okay? Uh, David Gregory, Bull Rush Sports. Uh, follow them on uh, Twitter. Also, uh, David and his focus. You got Jake Witt uh, drafted out of Northern Michigan University with the Colts. He focuses on Michigan athletes, coaches, NIL deals, and more. Just follow Bull Rush Sports on Twitter. Let's go to John Borden, senior columnist, insider at thewolverine.com. 
His opinion awaits us in regards to where we're at right now. Is this the eve of H Day? How you doing, Johnny B? Doing great, Bill. Obviously, we're in a situation where Michigan has now submitted its answer to the Big Ten. And uh, I've seen a lot of suggestions for what that should have been. Um, Most of them could uh, not go on your air. Uh, But I will say this. uh, I I see a Michigan. um, The troops are, are mighty unified at this point. And that's, I'm talking about Michigan's Board of Regents. I'm talking about uh, Santa Ono, the president of the university. I'm talking about Ward Manuel. Uh, I'm ta- I, I, Jim Harbaugh is feeling extremely well supported at this point. And I think they're ready to stand together if uh, Tony Petiti, commissioner of the Big Ten, jumps the gun. Uh, on what many consider due process, and says, uh, "No, you're gonna you're gonna have to sit down, Jim." What do you think will happen here? Before I let you go, John, I want to get your quick thoughts on this. Uh, whether it's 24 hours from now, 48 hours from now, do you think Harbaugh will be coaching on Saturday at Penn State? I think he will, and that will come either well, one or two reasons. Petiti, hearing from a lot of different people that uh, maybe he got over his skis too much and he should back down um, and not issue the, uh, the suspension. Or Michigan gets the suspension uh, for Harbaugh, gets the injunction, and Jim Harbaugh is back on the sidelines Saturday, and this will be pushed back months. Johnny, everybody can follow it at TheWolverine.com. John Borden, Clayton Safey, Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom. Total team coverage around the clock at TheWolverine.com. We may check in with you if Harbaugh is suspended or if he's allowed to coach uh, tomorrow or Friday. Johnny B., all right? Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. All right, John Borden uh, joining us. Uh, What will happen? Is tomorrow H-Day? Is Friday H-Day? Will that become a legal holiday in this state? State legislators have sent a letter to the Big Ten. Michigan is ready to declare war on Illinois. It will be internal strife. I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, if you're a Pistons or NBA fan, uh, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And this is for new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up. Those new customers then can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down 5 bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. Uh, You'll get a W with $200 instantly in bonus bets. So basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And like I mentioned, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you're a new customer and you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash 
basketball terms, always use that code HUGE uh, when you sign up. Superfly has asked me each and every day the last two weeks, what are we going to do tomorrow on the show? And I said, we're standing by. We don't know. Will it be H day? Will Friday be H day? Will Thursday and Friday be two H days? Will Saturday be H day in Happy Valley? Not for Happy Valley, but for Harbaugh. Will he be coaching the team? Will he be suspended? Could it be one game, two games? Could it be that indefinite suspension that we have heard through those national college football insiders and their sources that usually reside straight from Chicago in the Big Ten office or over in Happy Land in Columbus, Ohio? What will happen? You can drop your opinions on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE, at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. What will be the end result? Mm. It's our Honolulu Blue, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Huge question of the day. Judgment Day. Jim Harbaugh. H Day. I'm not trying to overhype this. Judgment Day. H Day. Trying to figure out like a theme for tomorrow's show. I'm going to call Superfly later tonight. Tomorrow is Judgment Day. H Day. If you miss any of our conversation or David Gregory's legal viewpoint on the Big Ten in Michigan, his thoughts, all you have to do is search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. All of our podcasts are free. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. You can catch up and listen on your schedule by searching The Huge Show. Up next... We're going to talk to Sean Bride. He is the chief of police for Roosevelt Park in the Muskegon area. Another edition of True and Blue presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Each and every week, the huge show is honored to highlight brave men and women who serve and protect each and every day. And Sean Bride, chief of police for Roosevelt Park in the Muskegon area, will join us next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. If you wait long enough, the pendulum swings in the other direction. All across Michigan, police academies are filling up. In fact, new sections are being added to accommodate the brave men and women making the decision to protect and serve. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police commends and welcomes these selfless, community-minded officers joining our ranks. We know we have more work to do. And with your help, the pendulum will swing in favor for all of Michigan. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. This is the- 
imagine this? Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's a Black Friday free fall every week in November. Each week, nab the best deal around with drawings from 3 to 11 p.m. Every hour, four lucky players will win up to $1,000 premium play. Don't miss a moment of the excitement. It's Black Friday free fall. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. It's time for another edition of True and Blue each and every week on The Huge Show. Courtesy of the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, we talk to incredible men and women who serve, protect, and lead each and every day in our state. And today I want to welcome in Sean Bride, Chief of the Roosevelt Park Police Department on the west side of the state. And he is standing by in True and Blue. How are you doing, Chief? I'm great, Bill. Thanks for having me. Uh, how many years in law enforcement? Well, I'm in 33 right now. Um, started off as a cadet up in Petoskey and then uh, took my first real police job with uh, City of Muskegon in 95 and spent 27 years there before coming over to Roosevelt Park. Why did you choose uh, to serve and protect and uh, what has kept you uh, on the streets and uh, leading others for the last 33 years? Uh, Bill, I got to tell you, I'm uh, I'm the oldest of five. Um, my folks got divorced when I was 10 and uh, I, I really embraced that big brother role um, and kind of had that as a mentality my whole life. Um, I was a college athlete, played football at Saginaw Valley, and uh, you know, prided myself on being a leader. I really looked for a way, you know, to continue to to lead and, and be part of a team atmosphere. And uh, you know, the the camaraderie that law enforcement brings between team members in the department, uh, inner department, and of course with the community, um, you know, and the ability to give back and help folks that are in need solve problems and, and just kind of be able to live that uh, non-scripted lifestyle dynamic. Every day, every shift is different. Um, I think that's the piece that, that really uh, brought me in and honed me into wanting to be in law enforcement. You know, and talking about your background in law enforcement and where you grew up, Chicago, Toledo, Philadelphia, Houston, Traverse City, and Petoskey, you went to high school uh, up in the Traverse City and Petoskey area, northern Michigan. Uh, you really soaked in a lot uh, in those younger years that I think probably have really helped you in law enforcement. Yeah, you know, I, I grew up, my dad was in the hotel and restaurant hospitality, and and we, we popped around, and, and uh, you know, my siblings and I 
every couple of years we were making new friends. So it became easy to talk to people, um, you know, seeing different places, seeing how folks were the same, but yet, you know, different at the same time. Um, and we got, you know, we were exposed to some of the coolest stuff. Um, one of my dad's hotels in Houston was attached to the summit. We'd see rockets, um, saw Gordy Howe when he played with the Houston arrows. Um, you know, just a fun piece of moving around, seeing different things. And of course, then being able to grow up in a place like Traverse city, Petoskey, um, very small town, family oriented, um, just real grounded. And, and that's honestly why my wife and I decided not to, uh, to go into federal law enforcement, um, but stay local. Um, because yeah, quite honestly, I had my fill of moving around. I was ready to settle down in, in West Michigan. It's just, just the greatest place to raise a family. Sean Bride is the chief of the Roosevelt Park Police Department. Roosevelt Park is an interesting community right in the middle of Muskegon on Michigan's uh, West Coast. Uh, what's your biggest challenge as chief of police uh, in Roosevelt Park right now? Uh, honestly, Bill, up until about three or four weeks ago, uh, police officer recruitment. Um, it's tough around the country right now, um, getting young kids and folks to come in and, and, you know, dedicate a life to service and, and serving their community and helping their fellow man. Um, I got real lucky. I had uh, an absolutely phenomenal part-timer, um, who, uh, who made the leap to come over and, and join us up full-time. Um, but I, I talked to my, uh, my fellow chiefs and friends that are out there, you know, really, busting it hard every day, looking for that next great officer. Um, and they're out there. They're still coming. Um, but it's it's a process. It's it's real hard. Um, and, and we've been lucky in Roosevelt Park. We're a real tight-knit community. Um, one square mile, 4,000 great citizens. Um, you know, it's, it's a big change from where I came from. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Sean Bride is Chief of Police, Roosevelt Park Police Department. They're right in the middle of Muskegon joining us on another edition of True and Blue, presented each and every week on the HUGE show by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And talking with other chiefs, uh, how has recruitment, you mentioned up until three or four weeks ago, uh, the biggest need was recruitment. You mentioned an officer who moved up from the part-time ranks uh, statewide in Michigan uh, is it on the uptick in terms of men and women stepping up, willing to protect and serve? Yeah, we've always had, you know, great youngsters coming in. Um, you know, there, there's been historically, you know, we've had we've had better years and, and, and better times where law enforcement was seen in, in a better light. Um, you know, but I, I think we're, we're we're starting to turn a corner. Um, we got some amazing people on our side, like yourself. Like Superfly, but guys like Tim Wheeler um, helping us with the PR end of things with the MACP, just getting the word out. This is an honorable profession. This is a profession where, where you can really make a difference. Um, communities are, I think, they're really starting to understand as you look at the things that have happened on, on the West Coast and some of the bigger cities where law enforcement's been cut back, defunded, or beaten up a little bit. Um, Michigan's a great place to live. Michigan's a great place to raise a family. And it's certainly a great place to be a police officer. And, uh, 
you know, through the efforts of, you know, folks like yourself and, and Tim Wheeler and, and getting that message out, um, I think we're starting to, we're just at the beginning of starting to see that comeback where, you know, law enforcement is, uh, you know, is going to be a choice for our youngsters coming out of school. Sean Bride, Chief of the Roosevelt Park Police Department, joining us on the Huge Show. True and Blue, each and every week with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And Sean just mentioned, if you have interest in a career in law enforcement and there's a lot of opportunities beyond just being a police officer, stop by your local police department, Google your local police department or county sheriffs or even Michigan.gov for state police. And uh, if you feel that calling, uh, protect and serve. Uh, Over 4,000 openings when this year began. I know the numbers are going down, but still a lot of opportunities for anybody listening right now to serve and protect all across Michigan. Sean, thank you for uh, the conversation. Are the people in Roosevelt Park so excited on game days when it comes to the Lions? Uh, Do you have to settle everybody down and say, don't stop believing, but maintain the peace? We're good. Yeah, it's uh, with a guy like Danny Campbell over there, you know, just, you know, we're biting kneecaps and we're scrapping and, you know, we're Muskegon's a blue collar town and, you know, our Lions are a blue collar team. And, you know, my buddy up in North Muskegon, Ed Viverette, uh, you know, we're going to see it before, before you and I uh, gracefully step out of this life. We're going to see our Lions in the Super Bowl. Well, Whether you better tell the people, back. you better tell the people of Roosevelt Park that Chief Ed Viverette in North Muskegon, if they turn into Packers or Bears fans, uh, you don't want to get Chief Ed upset in North Muskegon. No, no, he's uh, he's about <laughs> as Honolulu blue as a man. Oh my get. lord, that guy—he yeah. was on the show, and I'm like, okay, decaf coffee, no caffeine, and any beverage. Uh, get your get your eight hours sleep. He's like, Bill, we're going to the Super Bowl. I know we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, all right, Chief Ed. And there's something about that Muskegon area. I just really love the people. I remember. Back in the day, uh, you know, I'm going back to, wow, would it be uh, late 80s? uh, Roosevelt Park, I was familiar with that place. On Broadway, uh, Maxis were nightclubs that I actually DJed in right there. Yeah. Oh, you're dating yourself, but oh, yeah, back. It was, uh, it's it's a fun, it's a happening town. It's a revitalized area. It's, uh, you know, folks, folks that are listening and haven't visited. Come on down. We'll treat them right. Yeah, I love them, Skigan. I, I do. Uh, the mentality, the blue-collar, family-first uh, lifestyle, and also law enforcement from Northern Shores, uh, Muskegon, Muskegon Heights, uh, Chief Ed, North Muskegon, yourself, Roosevelt Park, uh, truly members of their local communities, and Sean Bride is a chief of the Roosevelt Park Police Department. Uh, my man, thank you for the conversation, and stay safe. Huge thank you, and uh, hey, Keep fighting the fight, brother. We need you in our corner. I'll always be in your corner, in the corner of every man and woman in law enforcement and the military. It's how I've rolled for over 32 years. Keep it up. All right. You guys are great. Yeah, so so are you, man. Good interview with Sean Bride, Chief of the Roosevelt Park Police Department. Again, if you have interest in becoming a police officer or a career connected to law enforcement, stop by your local police department. You can fill out an application, Google your local police department, your county sheriff's, michigan.gov uh, for state police. And thanks so much to Sean Bride and the great men and women inside the Roosevelt Park Police Department. They're right in the heart of Muskegon. 
on our state's west coast. And True and Blue each and every week is presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police on the huge radio network in conjunction with Marty Boer in the Michigan Sports Network. Big. Bad. Huge.